Welcome today to Real Life, Real Care. I'm Dr. Barry Wingfield, and we're continuing today with Kitty Robinson of Robinson Counseling, and we're going to continue our conversation about adulting. Thank you for being here. This is Real Life, Real Care. Kitty, thanks for being back in the studio with us today. Thank you. We're talking about adulting. If you missed our first episode, you can find that on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for Real Life, Real Care with Dr. Barry Wingfield. You can link to it from the radio station webpage as well. We're going to talk today about something we gave a little commercial about in the first episode <laughs> last week, which is pre-dating. And just to catch our audience up just a, just a minute, you and I had a conversation last week about uh, how much effort people tend to go into to answer loneliness, maybe in some ways that aren't great, but mm-hmm. <laughs> tend to answer, try to answer loneliness with finding the perfect dating partner. We yes. spend all this effort and energy looking for and scrutinizing and trying to find the right person. And we're not maybe doing the work we should be doing right. to being the right person. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we've called that pre the pre-dating work. Yes. And so let's talk a, a little bit today about pre dating. Uh, what's your, what led you to these thoughts that you've been having? And you and I have been kind of working up to these shows about the value of considering yourself, being okay with yourself, mm-hmm. knowing yourself. Where did the, where did you learn that value as a person, just as a human being? Okay. So I learned that value. I mentioned before that I was in a relationship three or four years ago. We broke up and it was really bad and I had to do some soul searching And I don't think that I really knew my value. Well, I did not know my value. And that was my journey in connecting with God, because at that point I had to ask him who I was, Mm -hmm. because I think that I found myself in other people, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so if somebody said, um, oh, I think you're this person. And then that's what I thought. Not not solely, but I found myself in other people, meaning whatever that I needed validation, basically, from other people. So you over valued others opinions i did and i think at some point in life we do that i tell my clients that and this is not research it's my own research your your experience um, yeah yeah, i think that 80 or 90 percent it's that huge i think that 80 or 90 percent of what we think or feel came from somebody else and and so with that if i'm thinking if 80 percent of what i think about myself is from somebody else then what does that leave Hmm. right and so that's when I started doing that journey for myself and that and that work, doing soul searching and really trying to get to know who I am. You know, my first journey was connecting with God mm-hmm. because I decided that that relationship probably wasn't as important as I thought it was. Um, and I definitely wasn't to that person important in the relationship. So I just started doing soul searching and connected with God and decided that I wanted to connect with myself. And that was my journey. So that reminds me, you mentioned in our first episode when you took that first introductory to psychology class, there's a concept, and I think in every Psych 101 class called the looking glass self. I don't know if you remember that from Psych 101. But no. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> that's okay. That's probably, all, that's probably the only thing I remember. But, um, but it's that idea that you just talked about that says, uh-huh. I only see myself as I see other people seeing me. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Right? That's kind of what that's you were it, talking yeah. about. And that right. a lot of us, I don't think you're the only one by far, uh, I think a lot of people get caught in that trap of constantly trying to adjust how other people see themselves, see them. Yes, absolutely. So, so I want 
I want that person to see me in a certain way. So I work really hard to be seen that way. Right. And then I venture out and put myself in front of them. And I, I kind of with bated breath, how do, how do they see me? Oh, right. Do they see me how I want them to see me? Or I wonder how they see me. What if they Absolutely. don't see me right? Absolutely. And I think that another example of that, not that it's a bad thing to get advice from your friends, mm-hmm. but I think another example of that is if you're having an issue, say in your relationship, and you already know what to do but you don't trust yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so you go to your friends and you ask them and you'd value their opinion over what you already know. And you may stay if they say, well, no, I think you should stay, but you already know what the truth is and you'll value what they say over what you already feel. Because that's another example. Yeah, because then it works into, oh no, well now if I don't take their advice, what are they going to think of me? And they're going to think I'm the wrong thing. Even though I know it to be real, I don't really trust it. Absolutely. And that, again, goes back to our first episode when talking about being okay with being alone. Right. Absolutely. Getting to know, as you just said today, getting to know God personally, accepting his view of me and not the world's view of me, which we're going to talk about again a little bit later today Mm -hmm. and the challenge that that is. So this is, and I really appreciate you sharing personally with this as you've done your own pre-dating work, if you want to call it that, but not that (laughs) it has to end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that it has to end in dating anyone else. Right. Right. Because it's just that idea that I can be okay with me and I can work on me and I can be okay without having to be in another relationship. And I can enjoy me. Wow. There's a concept there too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder how many people enjoy themselves. I wonder how you would uh, find that research. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but I wonder. I wonder. I think it does start with enjoying the fact that God says that God's view of me is that I'm worth it. Yes. That I have worth, inherent worth, kind of the imago Dei that I've created in his image. Right. That he loves me. Yes. That he sent his son for me. Absolutely. That uh, maybe you've heard the old kind of. It's kind of a churchy statement, but, you know, if you were the only person on the planet, God would still have sent his son for you. And the idea Absolutely. behind that being we tend to undervalue our worth, but, right. but God doesn't. Right. And if we always went to that, what you just said, then we would be confident in our lives and in our relationships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. And kind of foundational is kind of what uh, our conversation has been. And it was foundational for you as you came out of a relationship that was not healthy. Right. And you said, you know what? I'm going to recenter unto who I am and who God has created me to be. And I'm going to be okay with just that. Yes. Because if I hadn't, if I hadn't have connected, not that I didn't connect before with God, I always did, but not in the sense of who am I. Hmm. Never asked that question, Hmm. which I think is the craziest thing ever. But if. If I hadn't have done that, then I probably would have been in another relationship that looked like that other one, the uh, past relationship. So it took that. It took that for me to connect with him to know what I wanted out of a relationship. And it made our relationship stronger. Mm. You know how they say God sometimes will pull you to him through tragedy. Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I think that was a part of it. We needed that time together. Absolutely. Me and God, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I heard that. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I think that is a maybe a modern, maybe more so true today than in generations past, but serial dating is a thing. And yeah, I think yeah. technology has uh, contributed to that. Yeah. Apps where I can yeah, kind of simultaneously mm-hmm. kind of predate five people at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it tends to be focused mm-hmm. on does does this other person meet my criteria? And so we get on the the, and not that all these, not that every relationship turns out bad this way. I know some right. really great ones that have turned out great. 
but just the idea that that me being okay with me means finding the right person who meets all these criteria through all through the apps or websites right. and we screen everybody else <laughs> but maybe we don't spend as much time screening ourselves, ourselves. absolutely yeah and what that looks like well uh, as kitty has has shared her story with this and coming to learn what it for her what it meant to be okay with enjoying herself and connecting with god and being okay with just that and i say just that but actually as kitty described it being confident that that's enough me and god is enough and i can be confident with that right and we're going to come back after we take a break in just a minute and talk about what i'm what i've written down here as kitty's guide to (laughs) pre-dating which which is that would i think be applicable that even if i never dated again you know i think there's some that god calls to a, a life of not being attached to another person romantically. Yeah. You know, there's some people that I know of personally that are single and, and that's what they plan to stay. Yeah. And that's okay. Now, as Paul said, uh, not everyone has that gift. And <laughs> and uh, that gift is, singleness is kind of a gift if, as far yeah. as singleness for life is more of a gift than a calling itself. But that if, if we are people that see ourselves in a significant relationship with someone at some point, that screening myself or doing some pre-dating things, even if dating's five years away, 10 years away, that we can do some really valuable things with this time when I'm, when I'm confident in who I am and who I am with God. So let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and, and talk about Kitty's Guide to Pre-Dating. Uh, I'm Dr. Barry Wingfield with Kitty Robinson of Robinson Counseling, and you're listening to Real Life, Real Care. Well, welcome to the break here as we're in this four-part series with Kitty Robinson of Robinson Counseling. And at the end of today, I'm going to come back and share with you how you can get in touch with Kitty. But I want to talk to you for just a second during this break about some of the challenges that we've been discussing in this series. You know, it's not uncommon for many of us to be stuck in not getting accomplished or doing those things that as adults, we know that we're called to do, whether that's in our parenting or in our workplace. Maybe that's even in our church relationships as we have made commitments to a church family or to a ministry and something just keeps getting in the way and we're not able for whatever reason to get on with those things that God's called us to do as as a mature person, as an adult. Well, in these situations, sometimes it can be a part of your journey into fulfilling those callings in your life by talking with someone who's trained to listen, listen specifically to take you as an individual and spend the time necessary to work into your own adulting life. Well, that's a part of what we train clinicians at the care clinic at JBU to do, which is to listen closely, to understand deeply, and to respond compassionately and caringly in speaking into someone's life in a way that helps them get back to the business of what God's called them to do as an adult. You can reach our counselors at the Care Clinic by calling 501-219-9245. And these are counselors that are in their final stages of preparation of their master's degree and will soon be licensed to go out into the world and provide this as a, as a vocation like Kitty is doing now. But we'd like to help you. You can reach us at jbu.edu slash care clinic, or you can call us at 501-219-9245. And now back to Kitty.
Well, welcome back to Real Life, Real Care. I'm Dr. Barry Wingfield, and this is episode two of Adulting with Kitty Robinson of Robinson Counseling. So, Kitty, we just finished part one today, and we set up here what we're going to spend the last uh, half of this this show together on, which what I've called, you didn't call it this, but I'm calling it this, <laughs> Kitty, okay. Kitty's, Kitty's Guide to Pre-Dating. All right? Three yes. simple steps, because I want, I say simple, maybe not all so simple, but I wanted to kind of uh, get to this halfway point in this four-part series with some practical takeaways of this loneliness that we talked about in episode one, and then the answer to that in episode two. So in an effort to get you and I real practical now, Kitty's Guide to Predating, number one, I've written these down as we've talked, and you've said this so many times that I just want to kind of put it to a point. Okay. Connecting with God is the first key to predating. Yes. What has that meant for you? Uh, how has that made a difference for you when you when you decided, as you told us a while ago, that I was going to spend some time and just know what it meant to connect with God? It was building my relationship with him. So it's a constant building a relationship with him, which is the most important relationship first off. So that's where I that's where I put my focus. That's what I put my focus into. And I found that when you put focus into God, everything else falls into place. Things become clearer. Mm. So it was not... Um, it was not just a, well, I'll show up at church twice a week. We'll see what happens with that. But this, no. this is a. <laughs> it was it was reading the Bible daily. It wasn't just doing it on Sundays. Yeah. So it was connecting daily. And what I do is in the morning when I get up, and I still do this, I get go to my Bible first. I don't pick up my phone to go to Facebook. I mm. don't turn on the TV. I don't do anything. I just pick up the Bible and I read the Bible and I connect in that way. And then I pray. And then after I pray, I meditate. So that's a constant daily thing for me. So like any relationship, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be okay with me and God, I got to spend time with him on a regular basis. Absolutely. You have to date him first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, I like that line, date God first. Not as in kind of the whole Jesus is my boyfriend right. thing, but just in the sense that I've got to build a relationship and connect with yeah. him. When you wake up every day, why not connect with him? I mean, that's, that's how you start your day. I mean, that's, that's how I start my day. Yeah. I'm clear. I'm able to connect with other people. I'm confident in connecting with other people when I've woken up and read the Bible and talked with him. Wow. So that's I, the first conversation of the day. I like what you just said, that my confidence for the rest of the day yeah. starts from my connection with God in the morning. Right. We could probably end the series right there, and if people <laughs> would just pick that up and move forward, yeah. life would life would work out a lot better. Uh, but number two, so first is connect with God, and then number two— and again, we've talked about this in general, so we're going to put a pin to this one too. Okay. Spend time knowing yourself. So when you talk about knowing yourself, what are some of the things that I might learn if I were to get to know myself? Behaviors, the way you think, what triggers you, what are your flaws, what are your faults mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships, when it comes to connecting daily, just what you bring to the table. So as God has created me and I have my own kind of good, bad, and the ugly. So I've got stuff that I bring to the table, but I've got some things I got to work on. I've got to know who I am. Right. And you even, you know, we talked about your uh, trip to the restaurant earlier and uh, just knowing what I like to order when I go out by myself, my likes and dislikes. Absolutely. And even in relationships, yeah, what you will and will not put up with. Your values, knowing your own values and knowing that if this is what, who I know I am and this is my value, I'm not going to put up with anything less than that. Yeah. And that doesn't have to just be in romantic relationships. It could be in a business relationship or a friendship. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Or with your parents or with Absolutely. your siblings. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that really applies really broadly, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. Yeah, so I like that. It's, it's knowing my likes and dislikes, but it's also knowing, you know, what is my what is my purpose? What am I here to do? And, and we've talked about this again in general before, but specifically uh, you mentioned that knowing that I've got a, I've got a reason to be here and mm-hmm. there's things I can accomplish and I can do those. I don't have to be in a relationship to get those things right. accomplished. Right. And I think that happens sometimes with people. I think that sometimes God will remove you from situations so that you can see what your purpose in life is. I think that if I were in a relationship or had been when I tried to start my practice, it wouldn't have worked because my focus was always on the other person and not really thinking about myself because, you know, when somebody really struggles with that confidence, that's what they do. They put their everything into the other person and not themselves. Yeah. And so it was my time to be able to get clear and to work on my purpose. You know, sometimes we uh, spiritualize that and say, well, I just don't want to be selfish or I don't, I'm supposed to be giving in my relationship, but. But you have to give yourself too. Yeah. If I don't have anything to give because I'm not taking care of myself. Right. And I don't know what I bring to the table, then I really don't have what I have to give probably isn't that valuable anyway. Yeah. And then the, so you've also talked about that. You just mentioned that, you know, there's some even business and personal goals that you've been able to achieve. Mm -hmm. A part of that is setting a goal that when I know myself, I can, I can set some goals for myself. Right. And those are, I don't have to wrap all of my goals in relationship terms. Right. Which I think a lot of, I think a lot of people get caught in that. Right. And I think that also with that, you learn your abilities. Like you learn, that's a part of getting to know yourself and loving yourself. You learn what your abilities are. Yeah. Because I probably in past relationships, the people that I dated probably would have said, oh, you can't speak. Why would you want to be a motivational speaker? Like, what do you have to say? But then I was able to learn and get to know myself. And that is one of my abilities. That's one of my strengths is to be able to reach out to other people. Yeah. Before I wouldn't have known that. Well, in our again, a little uh, commercial here in our in our fourth part of this, we're going to talk about motivation, how to find motivation. We're going to use that strength of yours yeah. uh, in in this series before we're done. So let's let's uh, get back to our Kitty's Guide to Predating here. Number one, connect with God. Number two, get to know yourself, your likes, your purposes, your goals, uh, your strengths, your abilities. Uh, and number three, this is something you mentioned to me earlier, which is getting to know the deeper self. And you mentioned Romans 12. What's that verse in Romans 12 that that means a lot to you when you think about knowing the deeper self? I think for me, the part is when it says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think that sometimes when we're in relationships that aren't meaningful and we're trying to pour into other people, we're not really thinking clear. And so I think that when you transition as a person and when you get to know yourself, that's the part of the renewing of the mind because you change the way you think. Mm. Your whole mind frame changes. And then it's going to change the way you look at relationships and other people and how you are in those relationships. Yeah, I like how you connect that with the transforming work that God does mm-hmm. when we get to know him, which is where you started right. this whole list of getting to know God and connecting with him, spending time in the word in the mornings, praying, meditating, just getting to know him, being okay. And then accepting who he says you are, that that begins a transformational process that kind of gets down to the deep part of who I am. Right. Absolutely. And when I, when I transform the deeper part of who I am, then I, it's only then can I then begin to see other people differently and to evaluate relationships differently and, and to see yourself differently and to see myself differently. And to give yourself a break. 
Because sometimes I think that when people um, get in situations that are not good or say you got upset or angry in a situation, it's being able to, for me, like if you've got a renewing of the mind, you're able to go back and say, okay, what part of me is upset right now? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I am an angry person. This is an emotion I'm feeling. Why am I feeling it? So you're able to talk yourself through that and you don't have to have anybody else do it for you. Yeah, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And so when, before somebody gets through this process, this, these kind of steps as we laid them out, I know uh-huh. we call them steps. They're, they're pretty involved. Each one of those, yeah. this is not an overnight thing. This is not, no. a, okay, I'll connect with God tomorrow. I'll get no, to know my, thing. I'll get to know myself on Thursday. <laughs> and then by Friday, I'll be thinking deeper. And then I'm going to stop. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> right. every day. You learn something new every day. Yeah, this is yeah. a long process, the way you said. How does it, let, let's say someone that feels like they're just stuck in this and they're feeling that their loneliness is kind of overtaking them and they just can't seem to connect with God or they can't find what they like about themselves. What, From a counseling perspective, so how could counseling be helpful or how have you seen it be helpful for people that are maybe mired in thinking they're not enough or not being able to kind of make sense of where they are in life. I think that counseling in therapy helps people to recognize, depending on what they're coming in for, but if they're coming in for loneliness, I think it helps them to recognize who they are. I think that if you're able to to help people see the good qualities of themselves and to connect with themselves, I think that's how it helps people. It's just that getting to back to who you are, mm-hmm. you know, telling people, you know, it's so important to go back to who you are and then identifying why you're lonely. And so going from there. Have you ever had someone in your office or that you're working with that had difficulty answering a question like, well, what makes you happy? I think in general, there are a lot of people that don't know what happiness looks like. I think they just, I mean, I've asked the question. Yes, I've posed that question to people. You know, what makes you happy? And they say, I don't know. And sometimes when people do say, you know, answer it, it's other people. Hmm. It's things. It's, you know, it's it's items. It's their job it's money it's cars it's it's not really anything personal like self and not saying that people don't believe in god but it's not i don't hear my relationship with god right that's not the number one thing people say when you ask them you know what makes you happy yeah they tend to it's answer with money. something external yeah something no, out nothing here. internal absolutely yeah. not so so for for your role as a counselor it's helping them recognize that as long as you're chasing those things mm-hmm for happiness and you're putting happiness yeah. as defined by all that. Well, that's going to come and go. You can't get, there's no guarantees that you'll ever get yeah. all that, or it's all going to work out perfect. Yeah. Or if you get that one day where it's perfect, guess what? The next day it's not going to be right. Right. It's, it's just helping people connect with who they are. Like that's my biggest thing in therapy for people is to help them to connect with who they are and whatever happened to them in their past or when they were in school or whatever, I get them to recognize that that was not who they were. So if they feel lonely and have issues with self-esteem because they were bullied in school, then we go back to that person that was bullied and we go through a healing process. And so you may have some clients that come to you and and want that connect with God piece, others that may not recognize that yet, that that, how much that is a need. But 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 being a part of a relationship in a professional sense that says, I'm going to be here with you and we're going to go back and we're going to do the work and we're going to let I'm going to help you get to know who you are. Right. And in your, in your mind, maybe in my mind too, we know that's who God created them to right. be. And then once that piece gets connected, then the world kind of opens up again and happiness yeah. becomes a possibility, or at least fulfillness. Yeah. 
and becomes I, a possibility. Yeah, and I think it's also being able to let people know that it's okay to accept whatever is going on with them, to accept their flaws and their behaviors, yeah. and then just work towards that. Uh, that's great. You know, we're going to come back in episode three and talk about loss. Again, a little preview, but Kitty just mentioned that sometimes things don't go the way that you wanted them to earlier in life, or there's things that happen that, that have um, left you with some emptiness perhaps. And we're going to spend episode three on that, but Kitty, thanks for being here today. Thank you. This is Real Life, Real Care, and I'm Dr. Barry Wingfield. Well, thank you for listening today to Real Life, Real Care and this four-part series called Adulting with Kitty Robinson of Robinson Counseling. And I'm going to tell you how you can get in touch with Kitty. So if you need a pen, write this down. You can call 501-308-3741. That's 501-308-3751. Or you can go to robinsoncounselingpllc.com and you can connect with Kitty or maybe pass on that information to someone who needs to connect with her. Our goal at Real Life Real Care is to open up conversations like this one on important mental health and relationship topics and to connect the Central Arkansas community to local professionals in the mental health field who practice from a spiritually sensitive perspective. This show is not intended to constitute professional advice, nor is it a substitute for professional care by a doctor, counselor, or family therapist. Guests who appear on Real Life Real Care express their own opinions, and it's just a reality that sometimes we find ourselves dealing with circumstances or conditions that those around us simply don't have the education or experience to know what to do or how to respond. The Care Clinic, along with the JBU Graduate Counseling and MFT program in Little Rock, is meeting these needs by providing expert training and experience to step into this gap and provide spiritually sensitive help when it's needed the most so that people can get back to the life and purpose that God designed them to live. Life isn't always as it should be, and the Care Clinic at Little Rock is here to help. And you can reach us once again by calling 501-219-9245 or go to jbu.edu slash care clinic. I'm Dr. Barry Wingfield, and thank you for listening to Real Life, Real Care.